Welcome to the More Than Just a Type podcast, a place where we explore what it takes to live your best life. I'm your host, Taja Cato, expert in type 1 diabetes and fat loss, entrepreneur, and lover of all things fitness and personal development. Each week, we'll bring you a tangible tool, tip, or insight that'll inspire you and empower you to take action, achieve your goals, and live your best life. What is up? What is happening? I hope you're having an amazing day and or morning or evening, whatever time it is or whatever day it is when you're listening to this. It could be the middle of the night. I'm not really sure. But so there's just I feel like today's been such a long day, you guys. And I was so hungry, so hungry before I jumped on here. I literally had to make some egg whites and just eat that real quick (laughs) because when I get hungry, I get hangry. And then I just start feeling really weird. And I went to the gym this afternoon, which normally I work out in the evenings and I didn't have a proper post-workout meal. Like normally I'll try to time it so I can eat lunch or dinner right after my workout to keep my blood sugar stable. But I'm also too just getting back into training regularly from hurting my back. And so this week has been a little bit off and I, my blood sugar was dropping and I was hungry and you know that feeling it's like a double a double whammy because when your blood sugar is low you immediately feel hangry anyways and so it's like this you know you know how it feels but that's how I was feeling so I had to quickly eat something not that egg whites make my blood sugar go up much but um that's okay because I actually it's we're stabilized now and it wasn't like I was dropping really fast I was just kind of riding an 86 and felt like I needed something in my stomach anyways I hope you're having a great day and I don't know my neighbor came over she came to ask me something today and I don't know if this has happened to you before where people will say to you when you tell them that you have type 1 diabetes and they'll say I'm so sorry, or they'll say, that is so unfortunate. And it, it's kind of fascinating because for the longest time, I would, I would, it would always offend me because I, for the longest time, I didn't want to be different than anyone else. And so I felt like it was just, it, it was just kind of embarrassing. But now I find it fascinating because, I mean, just putting myself in their shoes and being someone who doesn't maybe know a lot about type 1 diabetes or I mean my neighbor was telling me that her mom has diabetes type 2 and she doesn't take care of herself and so she kind of has like a just a a different outlook I think on the disease because it just seems like this big hard thing and she was telling me that her mom feels really embarrassed about it so she really tries to ignore that she even has it and so I think you know just just from coming from a place like that and from an understanding which maybe some people don't share with you right like they don't share why they are saying I'm so sorry as if someone had just died (laughs) but when I when you understand that maybe it's coming from a place of just a different view of what the disease is all about then it, it it makes it more fascinating so Anyways, that happened to me today, and I'm always like, no, why are you sorry? No, 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 don't be sorry. <laughs> like, it's it's just diabetes, but even though, you know, it does take a lot of hard work, but I, 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 
I wouldn't want anyone to feel sorry for me. Like I'm not dying, <laughs> but anyways, it's, it's just such a weird thing. I don't know. Has that happened to you before? Anyways, in other news, I wanted to just, I wanted to say, first of all, just how amazing it was to, and I know I mentioned this, if you listen to my quick tip episode on macro percentages on Tuesday, if you listen to that, then you already know about the MyBetic Awards. They did a, an award show and there was a bunch of type ones there. And so it was a really fun event that they put on and it was really incredible to have everyone together in one room. And I'll, if you haven't heard of MyBetic, I'll link to them in the show notes, but it was a really fun event and it was kind of just just amazing because just sitting in a room with other people who share the same struggles as you and you you just feel so connected even though even though you haven't met those people before so it's a really cool feeling and i know that this year they they could only have a certain amount of people in the in at the event because it was kind of like limited seating and maybe next year it'll be different but the reason why i'm bringing it up is more so because i was just thinking of those people who didn't go or just in general, how how social media is such an amazing thing to bring everyone together, but also for maybe those people who feel like they don't really know where they fit in with social media. Like di the diabetes online community is fabulous, but some of you might still wonder where do I fit in because maybe you feel like you're you're not you're not doing social media how other people are doing it or you just feel like you're not good enough or that you don't deserve to be a part of the community and I, I just wanted to say this because it's hard I mean social media is great for so many reasons but then it's also has this other aspect to it of just it, I think it can also make some people feel a little bit inadequate or maybe feel like a little unworthy because you end up comparing yourself to other people and it can almost just make you lose your sense of self and is and so if this is how you're feeling if you feel like you are just trying to figure out where you fit in in the world alone living with type 1 diabetes but then in the online community if you're still trying to figure out like where you even fit in with that I just want you to know that you are enough just as you are and you don't need to try to be a certain a certain person or try to be some sort of influencer or try to do anything crazy or different all like you just need to be yourself and I just am saying this because I really I'm such an empath and I really feel for everyone and I put myself in I try to put myself in everyone's shoes and so even though it's amazing to have the community if you're feeling a little bit a little bit inadequate or not good enough or uncertain you are enough. You are enough just as you are. And I think when you can peel back the layers of yourself, just peel it back like an onion peel and, and just let your true authentic self shine, what you'll find is that you are worthy of so much more and you don't have to do anything or be anyone in order to fit in. And the very fact that you even have type 1 diabetes means that you are part of the community and that you deserve to be in the community no matter what. So 
I just wanted to say that to anyone who is feeling a little bit a little bit lost right now in where they fit in and I'm here for you if you ever if you ever just want to say hello. So just wanted to say that before we dive into this episode. And hey, I have three fun things that I wanted to mention before Before we dive into three ways to avoid highs in exercise or highs during exercise, highs with exercise, if you ever find that your blood sugar slowly starts to climb with exercise, then this episode is going to be super beneficial to you. Or if you're just getting started getting into a proper exercise routine, then this episode can also be beneficial because you'll learn some things that maybe you didn't know before when it comes to exercise and what you're doing at the gym or whatever kind of exercise you are doing. But first and foremost, have you downloaded my free audio training, How to Lose Weight with Type 1 Diabetes? If you want to lose weight, this audio training is pretty amazing. And I'm not trying to talk myself up, but I did update it. There, It used to just be an ebook, but I've included an audio training. So you can listen to the audio training while you're in the car, while you're at the gym, if you're going for a walk, wherever you are, it's 23 minutes long and it gives you 12 key and simple steps to get started achieving your fat loss goal with type 1 diabetes. And these steps are, are things that I use when I try to lose weight. They are important things that I teach my clients and students and anyone that I work with. So definitely check it out if your goal is to lose fat. And speaking of fat loss, the doors for enrollment for my fat loss for type ones course the doors are going to be open in January 2020. So mark your calendars. I just wanted to let you know because then it gives you time to save up if you have been thinking about losing fat or if it's been on your mind or if you just want to kickstart your fat loss journey in January of 2020. And I can't believe, I cannot believe that 2020 is really just a few months away. Can you? It's absolutely insane. But anyways, the doors will be open for enrollment for a limited time only in January 2020. Um, I think it'll be the second week that we'll be opening the doors. But if you want to know as soon as they open, because they'll only be open for a limited time, then you can join the waitlist. If you want, just go to diabeticfitnessworld.com forward slash waitlist. And then you'll, I'll let you know as soon as the doors are open for enrollment. So that is, uh, that is about the news for today, except I did, I don't know if you guys listened to, it was an episode I did a while back. I think it was on how to live a more balanced life with your, with fitness and with diabetes. But on that episode, I was talking about these cookies that this guy gave me at the gym and I couldn't say the brand, but long story short, they do not raise your blood glucose levels or after my workout, I ate one, didn't bolus for it. My blood sugar was riding at like a 74, I think. And for for an hour, it was at a 74. So it didn't raise my blood glucose levels and they're so delicious. They're natural, gluten-free, non-GMO, a bunch of amazing things. Anyways, I can now share with you the brand. They're called Nui. And I'm gonna give you some details at the end of this episode about the cookies because I just wanna dive in, but I'm gonna be doing a giveaway. So I'll give you all of the exciting details about how to enter for your chance to win some of these amazing, delicious, blood sugar-friendly cookies at the end of this episode. 
All right, guys, let's go ahead and dive into these three ways to avoid highs and exercise. These are my top three strategies for avoiding unnecessary high blood sugars when you're working out. So number one is if you're using a pump, try setting a temp rate on your insulin pump. So set a higher temp rate. You know how like if you're if you're dropping really fast or your blood sugar is going low, you or you're even walking to the gym or something, like you know you're gonna be doing activity, you'll set a temp rate so that your basal gives you less insulin. Well, you can also set a temp rate so that your pump will give you a little bit more insulin, say for an hour or 45 minutes or however long you feel like you could use that little bit of extra insulin. So that is one tip that can help you out a ton. And the other thing is because not everyone uses an insulin pump and I didn't use an insulin pump for the first 19 years of my diagnosis. So I've only had an insulin pump for about a year, maybe just over a year now. But another thing that you can do, and this is not something that your diabetes educators will tell you, and your doctor probably won't tell you this either, because it is one of those things that is probably a little bit risky. But if you are anything like me, you go to links to control your blood sugars and you will jump off a cliff if you have to. So I'm always trying different things and I do sometimes bolus for my workouts. And the only thing you want to be careful of when you are bolusing for your workouts is the area that you are injecting. Because if you're injecting into an area, a body part that you're training, then it can quicken up the rate insulin is absorbed in the body due to increased blood flow in that area. But when you're doing high intensity training like weightlifting, it can happen that your blood sugar will slowly start to increase. And this is due to all of the glucose raising hormones like cortisol. And so if this happens, then I mean, I'm not a doctor, but I give myself a small bolus and I start with a very small amount. And then I just kind of play it by ear because I don't want to come crashing down later. And for me personally, I will usually give myself, like if my blood sugar is trending up, I will give myself, like I'll calculate my correction dose and then I'll do half of that for exercise. So that's normally what I start out with. Now, the other thing is some people, some of you might find that even doing like HIIT workouts or spin classes, anything that's super high intensity can increase your blood glucose level. So that's just something to, to be, to be mindful of that, you know, you, you can play around with your doses and either set a temp rate during that time. Or if it's, um, if you work out at the same time every day, if it's a class, then you could always set a higher basal rate for that hour or whatever, or you could try giving yourself a little bit of insulin and just make note of it, like make note how it worked, maybe what you ate before the gym, how long until you ate after what you ate, and just kind of take note of that day and how much insulin you did inject, because then you can kind of go back and play around with it and see what works. I mean, it's all just trial and error because we're all so different, but generally it is normal for high intensity exercise to increase blood glucose levels. So don't be afraid to give yourself a little bit of more insulin if you have to. 
All right, so number two is warming up, doing low intensity exercise for maybe 10, 15, maybe 10 to 20 minutes before lifting weights or before doing that high intensity exercise. And this is something that I do every single time my blood sugar is not within range before lifting weights. Or if you, yeah, if you're doing a spin class or whatever, you might not really want to walk on a treadmill or do some low intensity training beforehand, but if you don't wanna give yourself insulin, it will usually bring your blood sugars down a great deal. Or sometimes you could, if you live close to your gym, you could try walking to your gym or maybe going for a little walk beforehand, whatever you have to do to get those steps in. Maybe even park a little bit farther away from the gym because doing any sort of low intensity exercise like walking will definitely bring your blood sugars down. So that is my go-to every single time I hit the gym and I'm not within range. My boyfriend's like, the other day actually <laughs> off topic but the other day my blood sugar was actually normal but my back was hurting so I I was like I'm I'm gonna do some cardio and then just kind of do some some isolation exercises after like I wasn't gonna lift super heavy that day but because my boyfriend's so used to me walking on the treadmill if my blood sugar is high only that's generally the only time that I will do that before lifting weights he was like, oh, your blood sugar is high. And he, he just assumed, but I was like, nope, it's normal. <laughs> Anyways, so that can definitely help. And what I've noticed for me personally is if I do any, any less than 10 minutes, it doesn't really bring me down into optimal range. And if I do any more than 20 minutes, then I'm going to be eating glucose tablets. My blood sugar is going to be dropping mid-workout. And so between 10 and 20 minutes, I would say maybe even 10 to 15 is the sweet spot for me in order order to bring my blood sugar down into optimal range because you do not want to be lifting weights or training heavy when your blood sugar is high. And so it is important that you get your blood sugar down before you lift weights. So that is another option that you can do. And if you've already given yourself a correction, then you may not need to walk for that long. So that's just another quick tip. Number three is avoid quick carbs before your workout and opt more to eat a complex carb option. So something that has a lot more fiber because this will raise your blood glucose at a much slower pace so that you don't have that rapid spike in glucose right before you hit the gym or right before you start doing your high intensity workout, before you start lifting weights. So that can be another tip. And another thing is if you do say you eat like a substantial snack that has more fiber instead of timing it like an hour before your workout if you time it a little bit closer to the time that you are going to be exercising if it's not something super heavy so it's not going to affect your your quality of your workout but if you can time it a little bit closer then it can also prevent you from spiking like right when you hit the gym because I don't know about you but like if I have my pre-workout snack an hour before and I adjust my insulin insulin doses for that snack, then I slowly just start climbing unless I'm about to go for a walk or do some sort of low intensity exercise before I lift weights. So that can be another little quick tip for you, another option. And I wanted to include a bonus exercise with this episode. So for the next seven days, monitor how your blood sugars are affected before and after activity and make note of the type of activity that you do. So whether you are 
walking on a treadmill, going for a walk outside, maybe you're hiking, or if you're doing something more high intensity like spin classes or lifting weights, whatever type of workout you're doing, take note of that and then take note of your snack before your workout and anything else that could affect your sugars. So lack of sleep, do you have your menstrual cycle? Are you more stressed out this week? Or even your training environment, is it hot or cold in the gym? It's been so incredibly hot here in California, which I'm not complaining, but heat does tend to lower my blood glucose levels and for other people it can increase your blood glucose levels. So little things like this can make a difference too. So if you just take note of everything and then see if you can spot a trend and this will really help you to better manage your blood sugars with exercise. And if you're thinking right now, Taja, that sounds like a lot of extra work. Who has time for that? I know how you feel, but trust me, you just got to trust me on this. It does make such a difference when you do have a little bit of data to look back on, even seven days. And even if that in that seven days, you worked out three or four days, but you have a little bit of data to just see what your blood sugars were doing with your workouts. And if you can compare the days and just see what it, what was different on what day or what your blood sugars did with different types of exercise, then it can give you a little bit more confidence in how to better manage your blood sugars and keep them more stable when you are doing that workout or when you're doing exercise in general. So that's kind of what I learned. It took me a while to really really figure out what what worked for for my body, what worked for my blood sugars. And when I first started doing this, I did not have a Dexcom. So it made it a little bit more tricky, but whether or not you have a CGM, you there is a way to spot trends. And even if it means testing your blood sugar a little bit more, just to know what your blood sugar is doing during your workouts and with different things that you're eating and with your exercise, then it really does help a ton. I hope that you found this episode helpful. And now I really wanted to tell you that the Nui cookies, let's just dive into that because they're so delicious. And I actually, I'm totally gonna eat, I ate half of one earlier and I'm gonna eat the other half after this episode. So the ones that they sent me are chocolate chip, and snickerdoodle and I want to do a giveaway because these cookies are really good. They are kind of keto so they're ketogenic because they have higher fat. They don't have a lot of protein, but they are they have very few carbs. I think it's like 2 or 3 grams net carbs and so they don't increase your blood glucose levels and the texture is really really good. It's, it reminded me of, so I, I gave my sister one yesterday and she was like, oh my God, it's almost like a macaroon. And I don't know if you've tried in Canada, they have these, they're like a coconut macaroon. They're so good. I don't know if they have them in the States, but the texture of these coconut macaroons are basically the texture of these cookies. So they're very soft and chewy. So I want to do a giveaway. So in order to enter for your chance to win these cookies, I'm going to be posting it on my Instagram story next Thursday. So if you're listening to this episode on Thursday, October 24th, it's going to be a week from today. And oh my God, that's Halloween. So we're going to do a Halloween giveaway. And I'm really excited to share these cookies with you. I want to know what you think about them. So just head over to my Instagram on Thursday. Thursday, 
October 31st, next Thursday, and you will have your chance to win these delicious cookies. And if you want to check them out, I'll also link to them in the show notes. So they're called Nui and they're, they're really, really good. And if you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe so that you don't miss out on future episodes and bonus content and make sure to leave me a five-star review. Tell me what you like about this podcast or what your number one takeaway is from this episode. I would love to hear from you. And if you want to join the More Than Just a Type secret Facebook community, then I'd love for you to be a part of it. I am trying to build up the group because I just want there to be another space where we can all connect and I will also link to that in the show notes or you can search more than just a type on Facebook. So I will see you guys next week or I'll talk to you guys next week and don't forget about the giveaway next Thursday. All right, keep being amazing and I will talk to you soon.